Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. And Jerome, do you want to... Sure, yeah. Today we're going to be speaking about the core competencies. I know we kind of opened up uh, this realm of conversation a couple weeks out ago, uh, where we did discuss the ICF and their importance in the coaching realm. Um, what we're going to do today now is kind of go over the essentially they're called the core competencies, but they are essentially our rules to coaching um, the foundation that you want to follow when becoming the best uh, coach, uh, according to ICF and their standards. And this is kind of a, a cover thy butt expression so that you are doing things in a credentialed manner so that you're not traipsing over other licensed professionals positions yeah, any any icf uh approved program should include these if they don't watch out stay away go to somewhere else go to us yes. we can do that um yeah and this is the first update since the company's creation since 1998 so it's been more than 20 years that we've had the old ones and out with the old, in with the new. And, and so what's kind of different, or not, not kind of, what is different is the language has become um, more positive language. The old uh, competencies are still available to be um, downloaded and read and all that good stuff, uh, but tend to have more uh, negative language, if you will. So that negative language, they shifted to what we should be doing versus some of the things, uh, what we shouldn't be doing. So we're going to talk of today, I think, about two um, under the foundation portion. Yeah, jo Jerome, go ahead. Yes, we're going to be speaking about the first two, um, if I can. I'm yeah, wondering no, if you why, don't we, why don't we pull those up? And, and yeah, that's what I was just going to mention. You guys think, yeah, um, we're going to go ahead and open up the website so you guys can all follow along with us. Uh, by the way, and so if, uh, this is, you guys talked about why this is important. They're being rolled out this June. Um, but also if you're interested in coaching, these, these might be something that you might want to know sort of the ins and outs of, a uh, little critical. Um, but also we were going over them earlier. There is a lot of meat and potatoes here. There's a lot of things we can, we can really touch on in each of these. And that's why we're um, just going to go through each section each week. And we might even have difficulty doing that. We will see. Um, Jerome, have you pulled them up? So as he's pulling them up, I'll read the foundation. Demonstrates ethical practice, understands consistently, applies coaching ethics and standards coaching. So they've got seven different reminders of what that means there. And I sort of want to say, yeah, go through it. So let's, let's, let's talk about that first one. Mm -hmm. um, let's sort of delve into it, shall we? Uh, so the demonstrates, understands, and consistently applies coaching ethics standards and standards of coaching, um, which broad, but let's go through each point. I think that's sort of yeah. how. Uh, so okay, go ahead. I was just going to read the first point. Yeah, uh, go for it. Demonstrates personal integrity, honesty, and in interactions with clients, sponsors, and relevant stakeholders. So I think there's a couple parts we can talk about sort of what integrity means, what honesty means, and also what clients, sponsors, and stakeholders are, exactly. <laughs> so. 
So some of you might think, well, of course, why would we even have to discuss this? Of course, we're going to be having a place of integrity. So like all rules, rules and um, ethics are put in place because somebody challenged those rules. So when one distrem uh, behaves with integrity, what does that mean to you? To me, it means being honorable, um, conscientious of who I am and who I'm not, the boundaries of who I am in that process. And I don't misrepresent myself to be anything other. When you guys hear that and that uh, number one that Brooke read, what does integrity say to you? I would think in the coaching realm, that would be keeping your client's best interest in mind and not looking out for your own sole monetary gain. Because I think probably before the ICF was created, it seems like there would have been a huge problem with people just, you know, slapping the life coach label on themselves and then trying to, you know, get as much money out of people as possible and mm. probably giving them bad advice and trying to keep them to stick around as long as possible. Um, and since then, now that we have ethics, people, you know, need to ha act with integrity and honesty and they need to put um, the client why, why do we have the share screen up? I was like, yeah, maybe we should take the share Sorry. screen. I was about to say, follow along at home on ICF core competencies. Yeah. Can we put that link in there for them? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, we can put the link in the chat for sure. So, um, uh, but so we, I, we were talking about integrity. Yeah. I, I know we, you were speaking within the coaching realm, Anthony, but I think in general, um, the concept of, inte of integrity is a very important thing. It's a, it's a very beautiful thing, quite honestly. Um, uh, for me, I'll say what it means to me. Uh, well, integrity just means that your words match your actions, um, mm -hmm. that, that uh, you are being and living the person or in being living and being the person that you say you are um, and, and that, that you have that sort of follow through. I think you can demonstrate it without words as well. I don't think that words have to come into play with it necessarily. It's you uh, living in alignment with, with your, I guess, uh, values and moral code and, and uh, whatever that may be. And it may be different for each person, but that is what it is for me at least. Um, is, it, is integrity and honesty, to me, those are the same words. I'll see, I think they're, 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 okay, there are subtle differences. I think where yeah. integrity comes with the action, gives you the action. And I think honesty is the the, the word, but mm -hmm. honestly, you can be honest in your actions as well and your intentions. So like you could probably, I think integrity also comes with like, you know, moral goodness, because I could be honestly a bad person. I could just tell say, someone, no, that's true. I, I could just tell someone, yeah, I'm going to scam you. And then I do scam them. That means I'm honest, but I'm not. I hey, I was honest about it. <laughs> so I think we want honesty and the integrity to go with it. I mean, it. at that point, it's kind of like a race, though. Like if somebody tells you they're going to, it's like, can I stop them from doing it before? I let? It's a challenge at that point. Sorry, I'm done. Um, uh, but what were you saying, Anthony? Sorry. Oh, I was going to go into, um, you know, integrity people's definition of, you know, being upright, moral citizens, you know, changes. Um, and luckily the ICF provides their code of ethics so that, you know, at least the 
coaching federation has their own standards of what is acceptable and what isn't. Um, so there's no question between people. Everybody has to agree with these ethics before becoming a member um, or, you know, going on to getting uh, a credential with them. So that, that integrity piece is very important to not misrepresent and to be forever in that place. I think, I think that's a pretty clear, concise um, a discussion on there. When, when we're talking about number two on this, sensitive is sensitive to client's identity, environment, oh, wait, before, values, before, we, before we move on, wait, before we move on, what are stakeholders Oh, and what are because um, I mean, I mean, honestly, I'm a coach. I really only need to worry about my client. What what, what do you mean, stakeholders? And uh, what's the other sponsors? Who are my sponsors and stakeholders? <laughs> uh, anybody? Well, I guess a sponsor could be like if a um, company or a government agency or some sort of organization is providing coaches to people through them. Would that be an example of a sponsor? I think anybody that is the middleman for, let's just say I or you decided to go and speak, become a speaker at some sort of engagement for government or whatever, that we hold true this statement of that integrity and honesty with them as well, uh, along with the audience we have. So yeah, exactly. I think. Mm -hmm. I think it's, this is a sort of the reason they bring this up. It's just a matter of doing the whole thing, really. It's a matter of doing good business. Just just be doing good business, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, so so in, in knowing that... Thank you, Becky Keller. Thank you, for Becky the, Keller, for putting that in there. We appreciate you. Um, so, uh, yes, so that's really what this boils down to, for me at least, is this is, is do, do good business. Be have integrity in your in your actions as a coach in your business, whoever you're working with, whoever you are interacting with in general. That, that's the key element right there. It's whomever you are working with, whether it be clients, uh, professionals, uh, government services. Your your work has to show that you Other are a horrible person. And this extends beyond, uh, also, I think for me, it, it extends beyond coaching. This is just, I think, be just have integrity. Like, <laughs> if you, I mean, have integrity. It's just a good right thing to live. <laughs> and honesty, honestly. Yeah. It's do the right thing when no one is looking. That, that right. is there is the key, yes. Which, I mean, why wouldn't I? So, <laughs> um, all right, so now point two, shall we? Mm -hmm. uh, if you'd like, I can read it, or if um, I have it up, so I shall. Uh, is sensitive to clients' identity, environment, experiences, values, and beliefs. What does so, that mean to be sensitive to? Mindful, I think, is maybe a better word in this space for me, at least, um, just as far as my understanding of it is concerned. Uh, being aware that, you know, just everything around you isn't just what is, you know, everything that you're aware of isn't the only thing that's going on in the world. Be mindful that people come from different backgrounds and um, different walks of life to the point where you want to make sure you're respecting that space, not really stepping on any toes. So that way you are having rapport with, uh, in this case, uh, your client, hypothetically. So it's being in that empathetic position. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think yeah, sensitive to it also means it just means that you aren't only aware, but you're being, I would say, respectful of those things as well. Mm -hmm. um, 
number three, I think we can, people understand that fairly easily. Number three, shall we, uses language appropriate and respectful to clients, sponsors, and relevant stakeholders. Okay, so here's a challenge. Here's the challenge. I have some clients that used to drop the F-bombs all of the time. Does that give me permission to drop the F-bombs? Not necessarily, right? Not entirely. You could ask for permission. Yeah, exactly. Because we, also, we also talk about speaking the client's language ah, in there a you go. <laughs> more metaphorical way, not um, – language appropriate because language appropriate changes who you're talking to so i think it's up, up to you too i mean you're marketing if i'm a coach who in my marketing in my brand i'm using the f-bomb because there's a lot of coaches out there that do that they, it's it's you know that is a part of their brand voice then i'm if i'm your client i'm probably going to expect that coming in the door now um, if i am a coach that is very respectful and it would never and that is that is my i mean that's your essentially an extension of your brand voice at that point yes that Yes, Lisa, is is dropping f bombs part of the CLCI nope. language? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Sorry. Are you ready to drop it now? Jerome, yeah, quick. Nope. nope. <laughs> I think that kind of falls in line with having integrity as well. You know, it's again Anthony explained it. How it <laughs> Anthony explains how integrity, and I agree. I think integrity kind of falls in line with your moral code. So if that's something that doesn't fall in line with your moral code. Um, you know, it's really probably something you wouldn't want to necessarily bring into your coaching sessions. Okay, so, so let's 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 talk about that for a second. Is is can a word be morally like can can the f bomb be like? I don't know. I just I just don't. I, I maybe that's just me. It's just a word. <laughs> to you, it's just I, a word. Like, yeah, we we have to revert to number two: sensitive yep. clients, identity, environment, values, and beliefs. And bring, I'm going to be devil's advocate. I, if I, I sincerely doubt I'd have clients that would have a moral problem with anything I, I said, as long as it wasn't like super, really crazy offensive, <laughs> which, but yes, anyways. <laughs> Part of the beauty of being a coach and being, of course, applying these is being yourself. And that's what you're talking about is becoming who you're, you're meant to be and putting out there, even and so I'm going to segue a little bit. Even in our marketing, we're going to put ourselves in a way that attracts the clients we want. So it's even part of this is asking yourself, who do you want to coach so that you have a clear understanding? I want to, if, if it were, I want to coach someone who is comfortable with the F-bombs, then that's the language that I will incorporate in my marketing material. So that I am still being number two, sensitive to the client's uh, experience, beliefs, and values with me. Uh, so let's go to number four on the list, shall we? Which we can just score, hop over this one quickly because we're going through it right now. Abides by the ICF Code of Ethics and upholds core values, um, which well, you... Which, which the core competencies fall under this as well, but the code of ethics and core values, separate thing. Are, they're separate there, things too. There are 28 of them. We're not going to get into that right now. I'll, I'll link them. <laughs> read, read them at your own pace. Number five then maintains confidentiality. This, this could be some, there can be some meat and potatoes here with client information per stakeholder agreements and pertinent laws. So it's what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. 
Yes. How there is a weird line there. Some fuzziness there though. I actually recently got a call from a client or a coach that was, she was calling. She was like, so I know within the law, she was afraid that by including a confidentiality clause, something that said that she would report if they were breaking the law, basically that she was, she, if she may not be bound by law too, but she on a, on a, on a personal and in, in integrity level, was going to, and she was afraid that she could be held liable somehow for having this in her contract. The beautiful thing I discovered though, is that, that ICF's client coach agreement that they provide sort of delves into that a bit, which is nice. Um, but confidentiality, while we, one thing I learned in HR is we can all day promise confidentiality and say confidentiality, but in truth, if ever an investigation begins at that point, there is a, a big chance we will not be able to maintain 100% confidentiality. So you always say you will maintain confidentiality within the bounds of of what it, what is possible, right? So the, the harm to self, harm to others, that's always going to have the expectation attached no matter who we are. If we're a stranger on the street, we hear someone is going to do harm to self, harm to others. We are obligated as a decent human being, contact <laughs> an authority. Licensed professionals are required to do that. Um, but average Joes on the street are required to do that as well. So when we have that confidentiality, what this is kind of about to keep in mind uh, is that we're not going to go out there and spread gossip. We're not going to go out and share details of somebody's life, name names, What's that statement? Name names and whatever. It, like lips sync ships. I don't know. Yeah. So it's it's about maintaining the privacy and anything that can be held accordingly in private. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, when we're court ordered to have a discussion, that's something different altogether. Mm -hmm. And maybe hopefully to you before it gets to the point where you're, you know, delving into illegal stuff, break off the um, client coach relationship. If you feel uncomfortable with what is being told to you, or if you think things well, are moving in the direction. One, one other thing is not always a law abiding thing. There are, there, there are uh, couples coaches who suddenly this couple is getting a divorce. And um, this, the, 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 one of the couple is asking, telling the judge that X, Y, or Z was said in a coaching session. And then what do you know? Now we have a coach who's being asked to come or being subpoenaed to court to go, you know, share what, whatever their perspective was. Um, and so that, that can happen. This is why Lisa doesn't take notes. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> my notes are only for in the moment of the session. Uh, to remind myself, um, like, I don't know if I can, oh, I can't show you this, but just jotting things down to highlight a concept that uh, in this moment doesn't uh, deserve the time for me to interrupt what the client's going through. And then, <clears throat> uh, so, but it's not a common thing. Don't expect that to happen every day. You're not going to get called it's into court happened. on a regular basis. Like that's, you know, that's standard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing too, is just so, you, so you're aware in the, um, there are sometimes ICF asks, okay, the bird on my face. <laughs> There's a bird on your face. <laughs> There's a bird on my face. Sometimes ICF asks, um, uh, or for us to give, um, 
our if we want to begin our ACC, we have to submit a session, and that means a transcript of an actual session. And to do that, though, we would prior to ask our clients to get basically get permission, and it's expressed written permission to um, for you to do that. And that that is actually built into their contract as well. But it's something you would get, and it's also when you do that, you don't want to use um, full names; you just use first names. Uh, when you're when you're doing those sessions as well. Mm -hmm. So sh next, I think we should move to our next point, shall we? I I mean, yeah, it's also six and seven, like, are close enough where we can talk about both of them as well. Okay, well, let's, shall we read them? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so six and seven are as follows. Maintains the distinctions between coaching, consult, we've covered this though many times, consulting, psychotherapy and other support professions and refers clients to other support professionals as appropriate, which we have, I think, talked this through many times. We will refer you to other videos if you do it, if you feel lost or are confused. Yeah. But it basically means coaching is a very specific thing. It's not uh, therapy. It is not advising. It is not all of these other things. It is a very specific thing. If you don't know what that is, come on into class and take take a three-day course and you can find out. <laughs> or I can give you a quick short answer. I think no, no, no. Come to okay, class. Right. I'll, leave it the teaser <laughs> thing. I'll leave it at the teaser. Come to our class, check out our previous videos. <laughs> You'll find out there. Um, let's go into number two. Number are two. Time-wise, how are we on time? We're we're so we're perfect. Uh, okay. So we're, we're going on our second core competency now. We have handled any final thoughts on core competency, numero uno. Um, be ethical, follow the ethical standards, and that'll save you and your clients a lot of, from a lot of bad situations. Have integrity, <laughs> period. Just have integrity and be mindful and respectful. Um, Honestly, it all seems about number one. Everything that's on here is about that integrity. And if we're going to throw that other word, honesty is about having that. Conduct good business. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right. Drone, thoughts? Yeah, I would just say, again, at the end of the day, you want to be, to me, this is a going with your moral code and being a good person in general, doing good business, um, sticking to the right things so that you're not getting yourself in trouble or hairy situations that could potentially, you know, um, downfall you as a coach. And if you're watching in the chat, be sure to ask questions too. We will answer. <laughs> uh, next one, number two, embodies a coaching mindset is number two. This is our second core competency, embodying a coaching mindset. What does that mean? Oh my goodness. Definition <laughs> develops and maintains a mindset that is open, curious, flexible, and client oriented or centered centered i should say um and then let's one start of, there there's a lot there which yeah, just one, one, yeah. one of the things that has changed is we used to call it coaching behavior we are now calling it a mindset coaching mindset so when we're doing this process when we're talking about co coaching mindset it's about that curiosity piece it's about not knowing the answer it's about uh, pulling the information from the client, not pushing the information. Brooke, what were else were you going to say as I interrupted? Well, I was going to say, so we have open, curious, flexible, and client-centered. So open, what does that mean? So no, I, as no, a, I, I mean, I as a coach open, mm -hmm. I'm going to be open to receiving the information the client is sharing with me. Okay. So that I'm not going to have a judgment about it. I'm not going to 
uh, put it through filters. I'm going to hear it as intended. So that, that okay, so I love, I love that you said put it through filters, because I think that, that while a lot of times we can say, okay, we're not going to judge, we're not going to, there is a common thing that, that might make us a little close that we maybe not even realize that we're doing. And that is, that is like when we, we hear what our client is telling us and jump to a, a fix it moment or a conclusion moment or a, oh, yeah. I know which way this is going or, you know, that is not truly being open, right? That is having an agenda, right? even if it's an internal agenda. <laughs> um, and so that being open is, is, is really just being a blank slate, right? Um, I would say avoiding assumptions at all costs is um, really a good way to stay in that open space. How do you do that? Uh, can be difficult. That's the hard part, right? You can, it's it's mm -hmm. understanding attachment and not being attached to what you think is right and wrong. Now we're not talking about big world picture right and wrong. We're talking about a coaching session. I really think just being in that space of curiosity consistently, trying to figure out what is behind door number one, door number two, and really not putting your preconceived ideas that you have previously developed over the course of your life in that scenario. You want to get those out. Don't worry about them. If they do come to mind, are there any, maybe maybe Lisa has some some suggestions as to when something may be coming up for you and you, you kind of want to push that away, get that out of that space yeah. with your client? So back in my early coaching time frame, when I was still trying to get the, the mind uh, chimpanzee <laughs> from trying to capture my attention, I would just jot a note down into the margin of my notes. The margin of my notes was just for me to get things off of my head so that I would not be ruminating about it during a coaching session. That is kind of, that's kind of, it's like when you meditate. So like yeah. one of the tricks for meditation is if you have distractions is to, to also imagine, you know, something like a basket or something that, that is a box, something that is, and then you can put those, those distractions into that box or, and you just visualize it. I, I find that just, that's very cool. Very similar kind of thing. Um, like when I used to wake up in the middle of the night stressing out, if I wrote everything down, I could stop. I the, the mind chatter would shut down. <laughs> Definitely. Mm -hmm. So it's just a, it's a great tool. Just write write it write down whatever you can't stop thinking about down, so that then you can focus back on the client. Here's the thing, though. During one of the teaching sessions, quite a while, a long time ago, um, there was an experience between two professionals. Uh, and when I say professionals, they were in the therapy and psychology world. And one person used a terminology and wrote it on the paper. And the other person that they were coaching saw that term. Um, and they interpreted that term as a derogatory term towards them. How, why would they get to see it? How did they see that? It just did. So... Well, Bad, 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 bad yeah. form all around. So <laughs> that the clients could see your notes and how will they interpret it? Sometimes I, what I came down to are making symbols that represented different things that I could remember what that symbol was. And they did, it wasn't about them. It was about me, but I didn't want them to misinterpret. Or sure. Yeah. Shorthand. Make sure they can't misinterpret the symbols though. Don't hear yeah. <laughs> I just think you gotta create your own language. <laughs> that's again, that's being sensitive to your client's environment. Uh, just everybody start speaking in gibberish, uh, and then problem solved. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so I think we can 
flexible, flexible. I think we've kind of talked a little bit about what flexible means. Uh, we can all, and client centered. It's following them, right? It's all about them. We're following their direction while still helping them stay focused. Here is, here's something that like I would, I'm mind blown for so many coaches in level two. And maybe, maybe anybody watching this will get it today and not have to have to have their mind blown in level two and just carry it with them is what so many times at your graduation, somebody always says, what the relief came when I realized I didn't have to go into that session and have all of the answers. I didn't have to go into that session and have all the questions. I didn't have to have anything because the client brought everything there for me. Like the client brings you the questions. The client brings you the, the answers. The client literally is, I mean, it, it is client centered to the nth degree and you as a coach just need your coaching skill set. That's all you need is to go in and know your coaching skill set be in there, focus, be open, be curious, and be genuinely curious about what your client has. And think of them as like the only source of information on the earth. Like, like they are the only experience, the only source of information. You've never experienced the outside world and, and you've got to find out everything you need to know about whatever that they're, you're talking about through them. Um, everything else is, doesn't exist. Uh, and it's, it's freeing though, it's freeing. Anthony used the word a few moments ago. I kind of like it. They are the oracle. We are going to them for the information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once you get into that space, I feel like it becomes super easy to kind of, like you mentioned, freeing Brooke. It does because it puts you in a space where things become much easier and they are allowed to flow. Um, we speak about it all the time. It should be 80 20 um, between you, the client talking, and you speaking. You should be the 20% client, be the 80 they should be leading, kind of like we've just been saying this entire time. Not like we do here, where we're always talking about <laughs> Yes, exactly. And we have our own opinions. So let's talk about the first point. The first point they have on here is acknowledges that clients responsible for their own choices. Acknowledges that the client is responsible for their own choices. That has baggage. What does that mean for you guys? Because I have all kinds of things coming up. <laughs> yeah, that, that goes all. Well, Personally, my own personal Anthony Lopez away from coaching opinion is, um, you know, people might have less, you know, free will and responsibility for their actions um, in certain situations. But when you approach coaching, you're directing them towards the future and people can't change their past. Um, you know, we know that and accept that but we do accept that there's a certain responsibility that people have over their future decisions despite their past. And so that's where the therapy aspect comes in. Therapists and psychologists are for the past and working on those issues. We are looking towards goals we set towards the future and people are freely able to work towards those goals in any number of ways. And that's for the client to decide and we don't take responsibility for their successes or failures. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm gonna plug us for level one real quick. That is the go learn. What you are, what we're talking about is the go learn process of uh, coaching. It's acknowledging the client by giving them the floor, by giving them that 80%, by pulling the information from them and asking them, you know, what do they want to achieve today? I think too, the client is responsible for their own choices. So, so that means that I am driving the bus as the client, right? I, I, but not only am I responsible for my own choices, 
I'm responsible for my own choices. So that means that whatever choices I have made, I, I, I have to own, right? That is my client space. That is what the world they have created. That is the one they are in. And, and the ones moving forward, they are responsible to make those. And therefore they are the guide. They are, they're the ones who are going to decide this is managing your fixer. However, one more, another element of responsible for my own, their own choice is don't work harder than your client too. Oh my gosh, that's huge. Like, I think that's where this sort of comes up in this one is, is acknowledge that they're responsible for their own choices. Let them do their thing. Don't work harder than them. (laughs) It's easy to get caught up in a client that is turning around and not taking the responsibility. And it may not look like responsibility for what they're doing. They may not be ready to share what it is that's going on for them. And when they're not sharing, they have a different kind of behavior. And I'm thinking of a time when I recognize that finally, after jumping through hoops and jumping through hoops, it's about um, my, I guess I'm echoing. So it's hard not to acknowledge that. You're on. Sorry, I, 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 I muted myself because I thought it might be one of our microphones that are catching the audio. So it might not be you, Lisa. It might be one of us. Yeah, carry on. We- I will. Uh, okay. Uh, so at the moment that I remember uh, some clients that they were, uh, I was, I was working really hard, and I'm thinking, man, I'm exhausted. And then I acknowledge that. I go, wait a minute, why am I exhausted here? And so acknowledging my, uh, what I was going through gave me the space to release. Apparently I had some attachment to something to release that. And then I just asked them, what am I missing here? And that's when the truth came out. So when I took that step back and stopped, I guess it's pressure. Strong yeah, yeah, pressure on them or you're trying to do it try and get it answered and just to give them that responsibility. What, what am I missing? I'm clearly missing something. Well, sure. I think that's important because I think as a coach, a lot of coaches, especially newer coaches will get in like my client needs to have a breakthrough for this to be efficient. They need to. And so they get that push, they get in that pushy space or that leading space mm-hmm. or that, and that, that right there negates this, this sort of core competency um, because you shouldn't be in that space. And so I love that, that like that letting go of, working harder than your client, let it, they're responsible for this. Let that go, be in the flow and, and return to that. This is their world. I'm not working harder than them that space. And, and that's uh, an amazing way to do that and great example. <laughs> so um, shall we try point two? Yes. Mm-hmm. Engages in ongoing learning and development as a coach. Those of you who've only taken level one, <laughs> sorry i just had to, i had to do that <laughs> well um, level two is so amazing you guys love level one you gotta do level two because it's just that much more mm-hmm. so that that continued learning icf requires that mm-hmm. to be a member they every three years require you to have maintained a certain standard mentoring and education i always i have always done that and more because i love that learning piece. I love picking up tidbits here and there. So to me, it's not hard to do. You can, even through ICF, they have their local branches. In many of the cities, you can be earning 
your continued learning and development as a coach through them as well. You get an, you get like 1.5. They're usually, they're an hour and a half session. So you usually get an hour 0.5 continuing ed units oftentimes. So I would say as well, this might be ICF blasphemy, but they aren't the end all be all of coaching or, you know, knowledge out there. Um, they, you know, updated and they changed after 20 years um, to, you know, be on the cutting edge, but, you know, read books on coaching, go to talks and conventions and try to expand your expertise as well, because it's a good, you know, business choice to make is to become more educated in the field that you're working in. Um, so don't just dive deep into ICF, but sort of spread your knowledge out a little bit. I'm going to take it one, one point further. <laughs> um, uh, well, just always be learning. I mean, period. That's my, I mean, my, I was, I guess I was, my dad raised me with, you start, you stop learning, you stop, die, you start dying. Um, the moment we start to stop learning, we start dying. We, we just start, that is the meaning of life is to learn, to, to consume information and to educate ourselves and grow as human beings. Hi, Julie Allison. It's good to see you. Hi, Julie. <laughs> um, and uh, so, so always be learning, always be learning. Uh, I think that no matter what we learn, even if it's arbitrary, it, it all sort of at some point applies. So if, if you're in that space of learning, that is amazing. Also apply that to your client too. always be learning about your client. Like when they're there and learn about them, that's, that's sort of the premise as well. I would say. Um, that's every session you're learning every session. You don't ever go into a session assuming. Also, though, also know that that even the most the the coaches creme de la creme of coaches, the top of the the, the biggest coach of all the coaches in the coach 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 world, they are still learning. <laughs> so have some that should that's kind of cool, right? Because even they have to keep learning, and so and always should be. And better yet, they make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They make mistakes. They understand they make mistakes. And they move on. That's that's part of. I mean, that is. I think one of the biggest things. That is the the process of not only being human, being an entrepreneur. It's it's trial and error, and with trial comes error, and that's part of the process. It's okay. Number three, I see a kitty develops an ongoing reflective practice to enhance one's coaching. An ongoing reflective practice to enhance one's coaching. Anybody? This is in the space of making sure you're assessing yourself and your performance at all times so that you're aware of where you can improve and progress as a coach should you be lacking in certain areas is my personal opinion. Yeah, that's I mean, I agree. That's where that's why they have you submit a session. That's why they want you to do mentor coaching where you have to watch sessions and watching yourself coach can be a tremendous watching yourself. Anything can be <laughs> tremendously difficult, can be tremendously difficult. Right. But it can be tremendously beneficial because you can learn a lot about yourself that maybe you don't realize. And, I'm watching and myself right now. <laughs> I'm looking myself yep. in the camera. I see myself and it's making me very reflective of um, my streaming practice. I don't know. <laughs> but yes, yeah, see yourself on camera. Um, reflect on coaching. Try to, you know, understand. Um, I don't know if this would be done afterwards, but like have a sort of, if you're, Clients done coaching with you and they're moving on. Ask them, you know, what do they think of it? 
But I don't don't think I would ask them what they think of it. One of the questions that you can ask them Mm -hmm. is what are they taking from their coaching session today? Mm -hmm. And that's going to give you that feedback. If you get on a good terms with your client, though, I think if you can work it in, ask them, how much would you have paid for that if you knew you would get that prior to? (laughs) And and you also testimonial is a form of feedback as well. Um, well, yes, absolutely. I think the, the future for marketing. Another great way also is to have other coaches. You can you can, you can work with and sort of learn what they're doing and have that reflection back of. I mean, coaching with other coaches, having a coach, all of these things can help you develop your you, yourself as a coach and having that support group too. It, it's a, it, that's a way to be reflective as well. I also did read that you know, just like ICF requires you to submit a session and that's why it's built into the contract, building that in and then actually recording your sessions and then going back and listening to them or watching them a month later, later, I've been told is just a tremendous tool. Yeah. yeah. I would say collaboration is huge as well because it can get really easy to kind of get stuck in an echo chamber with yourself mm-hmm. where you forget the things that you were taught. And it you depends on who you're collaborating with. Away. Well, yes, of course, definitely. <laughs> you want to make sure you're, you're working with other professionals who are also taking their craft seriously. Um, so again, you can kind of stay out of that echo chamber and avoid falling into the space where you are kind of straying away from, again, what we're talking about is core competencies and guidelines of ICF. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that we do in our classes, both level one and two, is we have an observation uh, position. And more and more people will have said that observation has taught them so much, either what to do or what not to do. Was that your kitty cat? (laughs) He's still going. He's still going. He's talking to the air conditioner. It's what he does. (laughs) I don't know why he does it. He just talks to the air conditioner. (laughs) Um, So just, you know, we we have only about 10 minutes left and we have four more points to cover. So I'm going to move us forward from this one. Uh, Number four. Four, remains aware of and open to influence of context and culture on self and others. Mm. Remains aware of and open to the influence of context and culture on self and others. That's huge. Actually, that's, I mean, that's, 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 that's to, um, hard to do. <laughs> yeah. This goes I, back to being sensitive to, you know, clients' identity and environment and experiences because you know, part of your, who you are as a person is dependent on your culture I, and the context that you are living in. Well, I think it takes it even before beyond, like you can take this even further with, with, okay, this, this, we are, can we, we, can we ever be truly objective, right? We can get philosophical here. Um, <laughs> is that even possible? Mm-hmm. Um, Adam, no, it's not, but at a minimum being aware that taking that moment and, and developing it's that mindful that awareness of okay this it might be me and the my what my baggage this might be me and my history this might be me thinking that they should go left because of my experience is this happening right now and that i think the really the big key in this one is that awareness piece like mind you that will always exist in us but but taking the moment to be aware that it does so that then we can go, okay, that's there. We're going to set that aside. Like, like Lisa said earlier, so that we can then refocus and go with the go, go keep being open with the client. Um, if we go back to what the core competency means, open, curious, this is, this is really just a tool for you to, to return to that, that core competency, I would say. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's there's definitely a standout uh, set of clients that I had during that uh, kind of experience where judgment, because that's what it is, is judgment started to come out. It's not who I am. It's not how I operate. And before we let's take the judgment out of the word judgment. Because judgment, I think, is such it's it's a four letter word in many ways. It's this negative connotation. But judgment is not always a bad thing. Judgment oh, no, actually keeps no, no. alive. Judgment is it just means we are assessing a situation uh, through our filters, right? That's yeah. really what judgment is. Um, so I think there's a lot of negativity, but it doesn't have to be a bad word. But this Dude. was judgment through negative filters. Well, I see how it is. <laughs> and when I recognized what I was doing, it because it was not in my wheelhouse, and what was not in my wheelhouse is this person, and I have judgment around that, who this person is. I went, "What in the blazes are you doing? This has nothing to do with you." Poof. And then I got realigned back with who. Well, and that's that's that self judgment, right? That's we we yeah. our self filters, and a lot of times when we're coaching our clients, what is they're going through might all of a sudden be something we're going through, and then then that imposter syndrome happens, or that fear, or that that self conscious, or that oh <laughs> happens. Yeah. But we've got to set that aside and realize, no, this is about the client. It's always yeah. about the client. It wasn't in that case about a self-judgment in that place, but I hesitate to share too much more about it, but definitely both apply. Absolutely. Um, on to the next. On to the next one. Number five, <laughs> um, uses awareness of self and one's intuition to benefit clients. Well, that that intuition might be a spooky, scary, woo-woo word for some people, but it's not really. In truth, that's our instinct. That's our, it's our, it's what we think might be the next question you could say right we're using that know-how this is sort of my where your niching comes in though a little bit where if you um have your gut might say okay ask this and that's you want to be aware of that that where that's leading you it's also about taking the client deeper and listening behind what they're saying in this case i would say as well right so sometimes it's the opposite of what they're saying even sometimes it is you can hear everything they're saying but they're not saying something and that something stands out to you um it's i i know for me it can be like uh, recently i was talking about how my head is not aligning with my heart my head feels one way my heart feels another but but so i'm experiencing an emotion i cannot help the experience of this emotion it exists it's just happening my head knows what is right and the right answer but that does not in any way negate my emotion so if i was speaking to somebody about this i would i may not be saying the emotional side because if i'm in a particular situation i might just be saying what the head is telling me i need to be saying I'm, everything's fine you know it's okay blah 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 but uh, if as a coach you're using that intuition to ask the next question that that um to maybe get them to tap into that deeper, that, 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 that other side and get it into alignment. Right. Um, yeah. Speaking of emotion, that kind of dovetails into the next one, which if we're ready for is develops and maintains the ability to regulate one's emotions, which mm -hmm. what do you guys You're saying I can't get mad and compliance. Well, <laughs> well, I think too, this also with the intuition though, that's, 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 Okay, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, you all, everybody out there watching is gonna hate me, but I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, uh, one of the things that we say is there, we're empaths, we're empathetic. We, we can tell what people are feeling. 
that is being assumptive, right? That really is. And and also we we are taught in level two, projection exists, transference exists. So there are times you could be having an emotion and 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 perhaps projecting or transferring that to your client and what they're saying. So again, this is that awareness piece for me is being aware of what your your emotions might be and what your emotional state might be and being aware of it enough of it to set it aside and and then return to that open space with your client and and not project your anger or your fear or your resentment or your whatever you're going through your i i'm stressed and i didn't do this that and the other thing on the client <laughs> so and it's also an invitation to ask questions in that place you know share with me what's going on for you in this moment so pulling it pulling it putting it back on the client and putting them in that spotlight where um, you know, you get out of your, your brain. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's all that is. It's overthinking. Yeah. Well, and I think too, another thing that may come up is we've sort of touched on it is that when you're working with your clients, there is a mirroring that will happen. It is regardless that I mean, when anybody, we have, we run things through our selfish filters, right? So anytime somebody is talking about something that is, is about life, you probably as a human being have experienced some form of whatever that is because you too have lived life. So um, it's not letting that, that emotion, that whatever your experience of it affect you um, on a visible level too. I think that one of the things that people can do is be rushed or be, be that, I mean, that talk about being out of the moment when you're thinking about your next appointment or when you're thinking about, I mean, you're at that point, thinking about what you've got to get at the store, etc. At that point, you've tuned out and you are not being present and open and, and there for your client. You're you are only half present. So checked out as the saying goes. Yeah. And this goes into the next point. Mentally and emotionally prepare for sessions. Get prepared. We're gonna put it in there. We're gonna do this guys. Because you're like this coach. Um you know go go for it. But I think it mostly pertains to taking your stuff and leaving it at the door. And when you go into the coaching session or the room or your office or the Zoom meeting, you are professional, you're calm, collected, whatever is going on outside whatever, of here. Whatever that may be. Like, yeah, exactly. Which is why, you know, I have my camera zoomed all the way into my face. <laughs> I'm prepared for the uh, streaming session and there's not this out here stuff that's getting in the way and my cat gotten away earlier but you know well, my, my <laughs> all the time um uh, but but yeah no that's huge is not bringing your uh pardon my not french starts with an s to the to the session like <laughs> um don't, that's not that's not for you to do that's not that's not for you to do on any level um uh, i would say even maybe not even your own um somebody most coaches else will have a about a 30 minute period between coaching sessions if they do have back-to-back -back sessions you want to be able to debrief, get all the way you can move into that space Feed yourself. with your new client. <laughs> well, and this is also self-care. Like this is why it's so important and so critical for us as human beings 
for us to be successful and for us to thrive in our jobs, I don't care what it is, you have to be taking your time for self and you have to be taking your time for keeping yourself sane, whatever that may be. It could be meditation, it could be eating, it could be exercising, it could be hanging out with family, but taking that time and, and doing that for you. Because otherwise, yes, at some point you're going to be frayed, you're going to be exhausted, uh, you're going to be. So, so know what you need to thrive and be a, a functioning, present human being and make sure and do that every day. Um, it may not always be possible, but at least strive to, to be the best. You're coaching people. It's an important profession. This is something that changes people's lives. Take it seriously. And to do that, you have to take your own health and well-being seriously. PSA. But, okay. I, I do, <laughs> and I do believe that our coaches do take it seriously. A coaching, what they forget to take seriously, and you nailed it, Brooke, is themselves and their self-care. So that is going to be part of this while we're adding it. I think it's really important, that self-care of knowing um, that you exist outside of coaching as well as what you are doing inside of coaching. So we're all, our time is up, and I'd just like to note, it, note one thing on the last one here, the last piece. We've got the last one. And that is seeks help from outside sources when necessary, which is almost identical to the one above. So ICF is really drilling at home that no matter what, if it's for you, if it's for your client, if it's for anything at all, seek help from outside sources when necessary. If that's in education, if that's in anything you're doing, it's not afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to ask for help. It's okay. And you should. You Not only is it not okay, it's mandated. <laughs> so encourage in every single way to go get help. Thank you, Julie Allison. Thank you. We enjoy providing it. We are at our time. It has been an hour. That was over the first two core competencies under four, the foundations section. I didn't think we were going to make it through. We did. Yeah. We've got now two. We the next section, though, there's a lot more. So maybe we should split that one up. Oh, now you're thinking that. No, so let's see. Well, well, now that we've done the video, we'll, now dive, in. we'll dive in. We'll shoot to get it all. We'll see if we do. If we don't, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. So um, that's that's called improvising. No. Um, so uh, thank you guys so much out there for watching. Next week, we'll, we will be going over co-creating and relationship and the core competencies, which is numbers three, four, and five. Um, thank you for watching about one and two. If you guys want to get your training, and uh, your extra training, you want to know what coaching is. I think we plugged ourselves a couple of times here. Um, then make sure you check us out. We are Certified Life Coach Institute, and we train coaches in three days. We are award-winning. We've been doing it for 12 years. We've certified over 10,000 coaches. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> and we have fun. We have and we fun. love what we do. We <laughs> so. should, we, should we start promoting digital badging stuff as well yes we're gonna be digital badging soon which is awesome uh, we'll, so, like, we'll have to do a live on that also yeah, we, we will. another time but thank you guys out there for watching make sure you comment share like all of that good stuff we do monitor them thank you julie allison thank you becky keller and uh we will see you guys next week hey everyone thanks for tuning into today's episode once again this is brought to you by certified life coach institute we're an icf accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.